Welcome to the Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show podcast, where anyone can submit a sketch. Anyone. It's like open mic night for sketch comedy. Here to moderate all this talent, I'm Harrison. And I'm Amy. In this week's episode, we start things off with a ballsy showdown, followed by a fancy dancy cookout. Then, guys, I'm serious. This is so exciting. You get to meet Hot Dog Dog, and I cannot be more excited. Then we'll finish everything off with your favorite Ninja Turtle. With us today, Billy Lawrence. Keely Anastasia. Christy. Lisa. Liz Curtis. Ryan. Tyler Chick. All right, cool, y'all. Welcome to episode seven of Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show. Happy birthday to you, Harrison. (laughs) Thank you, Amy. You're welcome. Yeah, listeners, it's my birthday, uh, which is why we have so many hot dog themed sketches today. (laughs) Enjoy the hot dogs. (laughs) That's why they're here. Set a mood for the next forty-five minutes, sweet listeners. Go get some hot dogs and put them in the microwave. Or don't. If you want to eat them cold, that's cool, too. I'd like to uh, pan fry mine on a dry on a dry pan. Ooh, yeah. That's nice. That's that's really nice. Dogs, mm-hmm. Sometimes I put them in the oven. I've never heard that. Literally they never heard that. How else would you do it? <laughs> hey, you know, they, they make some pretty tasty veggie dogs these days. Don't 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 forget about those. Oh, don't forget about veggie dogs. Yeah, I've things. eaten a carrot dog in, in Montreal once. Uh, no. No, I don't think so. Probably depends on the dog. They've improved the vegetarian hot dog options for sure. I would say they're microwavable now. They were certainly not in the past. For no. edible <laughs> You had to cook them in a very specific way. <laughs> so let's just roll right into sketch number one. We have another new writer. Yes. Woo! New writer alert. So excited. This one is called Jack Balls and it's by Billy Lawrence. Douglas will be played by Tyler Chick. Karen will be played by Liz Curtis. Jack will be played by Harrison. And Oscar will be played by Ryan. Interior office day. Three employees are working at their desks. Douglas enters. Hey guys, I have something I need to say. You all know that I am a non-confrontational person. We actually don't know that you that well. You started a week ago. Karen, please, I didn't interrupt you when you were talking about your ugly-ass baby. Rahul is a preemie, you jerk. Uh, what is this, Douglas? We have a lot of work to do. Oh yeah, Jack? Well, why don't you work on telling me who the fuck did this? Douglas holds up ten sheets of crumpled paper. Is that the expense report I just threw out? So, he admits it. I will say, Jack, you have balls. You have balls. I... Would you mind telling us why you chose not to recycle this expense report? Oh. Um. Oh, it never really occurred to me. It never really occurred to him. It just didn't occur to him. Good old Jack Balls didn't even think about letting it occur to him. Douglas, I think you need to cool down. You know what needs to cool down, Oscar? The Earth. But that's not going to happen as long as Jack Balls here is so cavalier about recycling. Can you please stop calling me Jack Balls? I'll call you whatever the hell I want to call you. You don't recognize me, do you? 
No. It was the summer of 92. You were 16. Mohawking it. A real hot dog. A real sexy dachshund. How? You had a girlfriend. Sally was her name. Cute little thing with bangs. You would do anything to impress her. Anything. Jack, what is he talking about? You pulled out a pocket knife and carved her initials into a nearby tree. Oh, I don't remember this at all. Of course you don't, you piece of shit. You worthless turd. Douglas, that's enough. Don't make me write you up. Go ahead and do it, Oscar. Wouldn't be the first time I've been written up, or should I say carved up? No. Yes. Douglas viciously rips off his button up, revealing a bright red scar on the center of his chest, which reads JB Hart SS. How did you find me? LinkedIn. Wait, wait, wait. Are, are you trying to tell me that Douglas is the tree that you carved your initials into all those years ago? Well, look at that. Premature Karen finally caught up. That's really hurtful. Want to know what's hurtful, Karen? Getting stabbed by a knife. Finding your dream job on LinkedIn and discovering that your attacker works at the same company. <laughs> Deciding to give him the benefit of the doubt. Thinking, hey, he was 16. Maybe he just made a mistake. Then going into the copy room and finding your brothers and sisters stuffed in the trash. I'd do it again, too. Karen and Oscar gasp. Douglas <gasps> stares him down. You trees think you're so great. All of you with your branches and leaves. Well, you know what? Fuck you. The world will be better off without you. And I won't rest until every last one of you is stuffed into the trash like the pieces of trash that you are. Douglas smirks. I thought you'd say that. Really intense anime fight music begins to play as Douglas lunges at Jack. <laughs> Karen and Oscar flee the scene as the battle intensifies. Eventually, Douglas pins Jack to the ground and whips out a long knife. You may have bested me, Douglas, for... But you can't stop all of us. The Mitch McConnell entire tree league will rise. Before he can finish, Douglas plunges the knife deep into Jack's chest. He slowly carves his initials as blood splatters his face. When he finishes, he dismounts Jack and kicks his body so the audience can see a large DF now prominently displayed on his corpse. Initially, I thought this was going to be more difficult. I'll leave you to it. He spits on Jack's corpse and exits the stage. Excellent. Yeah. Um, well, Harrison and I met in a UCB sketch class. And uh, another person that was in that class, uh, our friend Lauren Palazzolo, she wrote this uh, other sketch about someone who was really obsessed with recycling and who's super funny. She's awesome. And uh, I pitched like, I was like, oh, what if the person that was like obsessed with recycling was like, what if it, he was a tree? Like, what if that was the reveal? And I'm pretty sure the teacher was like, that's stupid. <laughs> and so to like spite him, I was just like, oh, I'm going to write this. I'm going to write this tree sketch and prove that it like it works with him as a tree. So um, 
so yeah, that's that's kind of where it came from. I like, yeah, one of the things I love most about this is thinking about what Douglas looks like, <laughs> like both before <laughs> and after the reveal. <laughs> uh, like if it's if it's just a human or if there's some like bark-like skin or if, like straight up tree. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I thought about that too. I'm like, maybe he's just wearing like khaki pants and like a green shirt and like with leaves on it. Or <laughs> if there's like leaves like sticking out of him somewhere, I don't know. Mm. I'll leave that up to yeah. the director. Uh, yeah, this would be such a fun shoot. Yeah, I think one of the things I really enjoy about this is the 10 sheets of crumpled paper. What a small thing to not recycle. I'd also love it if like Jack, if they weren't even an expense report, if it was just like, uh, are those the pictures of my sister's dog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like that um, Jack has the dawning realization who Douglas is before Douglas rips open his shirt. So, I mean, I, I like the idea of Douglas not looking totally like a tree, of looking pretty human with, like like you guys said, some bark and leaves or something, yeah. so that Jack, Jack realizes who he is, despite the fact that we don't see. I just love that part. Yeah, not to keep bringing up the appearance, but I'm getting, like, V for Vendetta vibes. Like, this tree has, like, spent his whole life, like, <laughs> angry about this and, like, evolving and putting things into place just to like become this person who can like vindicate his life for himself yeah yeah like he got a master's degree in finance just to be able to qualify for these jobs or whatever <laughs> oh yeah i could also see him wearing a mask too like wearing a human mask and he takes it off and he's a tree i don't know if that oh, would work but fun. that would yeah. be fun <laughs> cover him as much as possible at the beginning he's such a fun match cut to like have to like cut just a tree yeah from like human takes off hat like just tree and it's like yeah <laughs> sideshow bob like hair comes out but it's leaves and branches you could do like an opening that's like him in like his most tree like form like studying finance in the woods <laughs> like yeah. and then see the audience doesn't know what what that what it even means until later like a training montage like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. two sketches before this one in the show there's just a tree reading a book yeah <laughs> and, like, and also like punching a punching bag or something or like practicing yeah with rocky music yeah and, uh, yeah <laughs> douglas fir training yeah i liked when i first realized that it was going to be douglas fir i think it was like just right before he revealed who he was i was like oh douglas fir that's a thing and then i got really happy <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah good for you i didn't get it till the end i was like oh cool <laughs> i would yeah, like fuck. to throw out a pun that i think would be perhaps good it's just like throwing shade i don't know that was just like trees and shade so. oh my god yes. oh. <laughs> that's brilliant that's um, brilliant so. thank you so much for that oh no problem <laughs> <laughs> A real hot dog. Yay, thank you. That's awesome. So our next sketch tonight is by Lisa. And it's titled, I Always Say. Annabelle will be played by Keely Anastasia. And Henry will be played by Tyler Chick. A couple holding barbecue accoutrement step out onto their back patio. Oh, what an absolutely perfect day for a good old-fashioned cookout. Well, you know what I always say. I do. Make, Make hay, hay while the while sun, the sun shines. shines. 
Henry begins pouring charcoal into the grill. Annabelle begins to season the steaks and vegetables. Remember when we were young? Our picnics consisted of hot dogs and hamburgers? Oh, how we love to slum, as you put it, in our courting days. Come here and give me a smooch, wench. Annabelle giggles and gives him a kiss. They continue making preparations. The, hu the husband suddenly begins to sing in a beautiful operatic voice the end of the Armor Hot Dog song from the 60s. Hot dogs, armor hot dogs, the dog's kids love to bite. Henry, that's a horrible, barbaric song. It was a highly successful ad campaign for many years, Annabelle. Darling, it's revolting. It presumes that children eat animals. Annie, dear, do you hear what you are saying? I mean I... pets. Dogs are pets. It presumes children eat their pets. My Belle, think about it. Cows and pigs could be someone's pets, are in fact many people's pets, yet children and you and I eat them with reckless abandon and succulent delight, I might add. He holds up a fork with a huge steak on the end and smiles. You know what I mean. Why are you being so difficult on this point of acceptable <laughs> edibles? Well, as you've heard me say before, one, one person's, person's edible, edible is another, is another person's, person's snuggle, snuggle bunny. bunny. You are always saying that. And for the first time, my love, it makes sense to me. I always thought you were just being odd. Barbaric, even, as I said before. Well, you know what else I always say? One, One person's, person's barbarism, barbarism is another person's, person's solace. Oh, I still remember the first time you spoke those words. As do I. It was following a very expensive purchase. <laughs> I thought we had agreed on a deluxe freestanding freezer. And I surprised you with a dual-purpose ice chamber instead. The Super Deluxe Ice Chamber 5000. Yes. Despite that chamber being your solace, my dear Henry, it still sends me into a panic when, retrieving frozen fillets, I find you in there with your face blue and your hands bluer. <laughs> oh, my little worrywart. How you manage to finger your viola with frostbitten fingers while in there is such a mystery to me. She shivers and dons the mitts and proceeds to move the coals about with a utensil. Well, you are familiar with another of my frequent sayings. Frostbitten mysteries are, are the, the best, best mysteries, mysteries of, of all. all. My mystery is one of the reasons you love me so, yes? I suppose, yes. Oh, you know it is, my big furry snuggle bunny. A couple enjoy another laugh, another kiss, a tickle, and a squeal. The grill may be ready, darling. Do you want to test it? You know what I always say when you ask me that. One, One person's, person's test, test is, is another, another person's, person's sizzle. sizzle. She takes off the oven mitts and places her hands directly on the grill. We hear them sizzle. She smiles. It's perfect. Slaps on the stakes and begins to sing the Armor Hot Dog song again. She joins in as they continue to cook. Oh, you guys read wow. it so beautifully for a cold read. Oh my God. Wow. I know it and I'm stumbling over the words. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you, Lisa. Let's talk about that sandwich. Yes, it started with when you said hot dogs is our cue in that song, which was like a worm in my brain when I was a child, came into my head. So it kind of started with hot dogs, armor hot dogs. And then the, you know what I say? I actually started with, um, I have to learn, I'm learning how to heighten and base reality and stuff. Cause I actually started with something, you know, you know what I always say. And, uh, I, I started up high and then I, after I did the whole thing, I said, it's not right. It's not right. And then I went, Oh, base reality. I need to start, you know, with an ordinary one. So I, I actually Googled, uh, you know, uh, adages and stuff and, um, thought, okay, make hay while the sun shines. It's a nice day. So kind of started, went from there and how they became posh. And I don't know, that just evolved. And so then I just went into it. I love, I mean, you really went with what you found, which is awesome. Not easy to do. So I like the game of the adages, uh, them having the sort of the same adages that they repeat over and over again. It's very fun to watch people say things together. I don't know why. Uh, (laughs) Especially when they're really bizarre things that don't make sense. Yeah. Uh, I would love to hear both or one of them say like, I love our sayings or our adages or, you know, whatever at some point. Um, That's good. Yeah. I, you have this like amazing moment here. I think you can do something with it. I I think come here and give me a smooch wench. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's an incredibly funny line. I think you could either have her speak to that moment and say, I'm your wench, like before okay. or after the kiss. Or uh, later on, you could just have him call her his little worry wench. Okay. Uh, if you want to bring that back then. Yeah, I love the like hot dogs thing. I think it's super fun and I love your blow. I think if at some point you want to have this thing break down and have one of that, have them think of like different sayings. Okay. Uh, and have to like deal with that. Um, Different opposing sayings? Well, even just like sayings that aren't the same saying. And then oh, they have okay. to deal with like, but our whole love is based on the fact that we know all these sayings together. And uh, gotcha. What do we do now? We've never, this never happened. Uh, when she says something that he never heard before? Yeah. Or just even okay. something they didn't think the other would say. Okay. Um, okay. I think that's just a fun moment to play with. You can take that. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I wanted to say, I just love the poetry and the music of the words. There's so many things in here that are just, and, and then when, when uh, Keely and Tyler read them, they just flowed really well. It's really just like so delightful. A lot of the lines. So well, thank you. I, I want to say again, Tyler and Keely nailed it, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Finger your viola with frostbitten fingers. I mean, that's just so, <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah. sweet. I, I was really happy to have to see Billy's end in um, violence because um, I, I was a little disturbed by my own violence. But then Billy was like, oh, yeah. and I'm like, OK, cool. <laughs> I can do this then. I liked that ending, too. It made it very bizarre and just I really liked it a lot. I certainly didn't see it coming, you know. Oh, good. Yeah, I liked it. I started out just trying to match Keely's energy. So. Props to Keely for setting the stage. And just we just went from there. As soon as I saw accoutrement in the <laughs> okay. yeah. direction, I was like, "Oh, we're going in this direction." Yeah. Okay. Rich people voices. I can do. That. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> 
Uh, and on that note, I love um, just even from the beginning in the dialogue, this almost like trivialization of just like common people things of like having a picnic or a barbecue um, like that idea. I'd love to see even more of them playing it up like, oh, look how normal we are, like <laughs> grilling meat on a grill like the regular people. Oh, with charcoal. <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> and I pictured Annabelle with a parasol. I have no idea why. <laughs> Just the parasol out at the barbecue. So silly. Honey, it doesn't Chauncey usually do the grilling? <laughs> uh, I have a pitch for, um, like, for one of the sayings. Maybe they have, like, one of those, like, live, laugh, love signs, but of, like, the frostbitten saying. And she, like, pulls it out and she's like, frostbitten mysteries are the best mysteries of all. And it's, like, oh, that's written on, like, written a really down. cheesy, like, piece of wood. Hearts and stuff. Where you go inside... Where you go inside their kitchen and there's just those sayings all over the walls and there's like a whole, the whole kitchen is a bunch of wood yeah. panels. Yeah. yeah. So weird. Or on the apron. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you do that moment where they say different things, I'd love to see like one of them leave, just like leave and then come back like 10 seconds later with eight or nine signs <laughs> and just break them. <laughs> When you said like having them written everywhere, I pictured like like a, a beautiful mind room where like the inside of their house is just these things are just scrawled <laughs> on every available surface. Just like it's just this nightmare world inside the house. And compared to like compared to how they behave. Yeah. And just yeah. Like, the vibe that they're part of like an end times death cult. <laughs> right, right. It's written in blood. <laughs> yeah. They're actually just like serial optimists like trying to convince themselves that the world's not crumbling around them. I like that <laughs> phrase, serial optimist. <laughs> Continuing on with this wonderful hot dog theme, which brings me so much joy. Um, the next sketch is called Hot Dog Dog by Tyler Chick. Mom will be played by Amy. Molly will be played by Liv Curtis. And Daria will be played by Skeely Anastasia. Fade in exterior suburban front yard today. It's summer, late 1980s. Two kids, Molly, 11, and Daria, 9, burst outdoors from Molly's house after lunch. Molly's mom calls out from the house. And no more fruit roll-ups today. Okay, mom. She picks up a stick and turns to Daria. My queen, please accept my humble tribute. She kneels and lifts the stick like a heavy sword. My blade is yours to command. Awesome. I mean, rise, brave knight. We shall... Go on a quest together. Molly stands. I shall protect you with my life. Molly notices a medium-sized mutt, very cute, wearing a red cape with yellow letters that read Hot Dog Dog. He's coming up the sidewalk behind Daria. Hot Dog Dog, the perfect quest. Everyone knows you should always follow Hot Dog Dog if you see him. Hot Dog Dog? I never heard of him. That's because you just moved here, my queen. Let's go. I mean, if it pleases your majesty. Okay. Exterior uh, neighborhood day. Hot dog dog trots down the sidewalk. The kids follow. They walk by a tall picket fence. Hot dog dog suddenly turns and goes through the space where a slat is missing. Daria squeezes through after him. Why is he called hot dog dog? What's his deal? Molly squeezes through. 
His deal is that he's a gentleman and a scholar, a legendary figure of great renown. Oh, cool. They're near the edge of the neighborhood. Cut to exterior warehouse lot day. A bit later, the kids follow Hot Dog Dog past a warehouse where a truck is being unloaded. We pick back up with their conversation. So now I've beaten Mario Brothers 2 three times and Mario Brothers 3 four times. That makes sense. But can you say more about Hot Dog Dog? Why do people know him? Can he run fast? He's a hero to the downtrodden and a savior to all who despair. (laughs) Oh, nice. They reach the tree line at the edge of the warehouse parking lot. Hot Dog Dog walks right into the woods. Is his thing that he really likes to eat hot dogs? Just keep following. Cut to exterior woods, day, late afternoon. Hot Dog Dog moves nimbly uphill, avoiding rocks and trees, but the kids are able to keep up. They've picked up tall walking sticks. Who gave him the cape? I don't know. Does he do any tricks? He's a loving patriarch, an advisor to kings, a knower of ancient (laughs) magics. A beat as they walk. You're weird. But I like it. (laughs) They're moving downhill now. There's an opening to an enormous storm drain. Hot Dog Dog enters without hesitation. Come on, we're almost there. Daria looks at the storm drain with minor concern. Uh, Tell me one more time. I still don't really get it. He's just a Hot Dog Dog? Exactly. He's the keeper of the light that can burn God. The singer of the song that ends time. Angel blood flows in his veins. He can smell ghosts and hear bones growing. He's hot dog. <laughs> yeah, that does sound super cool. Molly pulls out a flashlight and hands it to Daria, then climbs in the storm drain. Daria turns it on and follows her. The sun is going down. Cut to interior underground night. The kids crawl on all fours for a bit through the drain pipe. They emerge into a large stone chamber full of ancient books and equipment and lit lit by candles and torches. In the center of the floor are large concentric circles of brass engraved with strange symbols. Hot Dog Dog is adjusting the circles in the floor with his paws, aligning the symbols just so. He consults a thick tome with yellowed pages, then he pulls a lever with his teeth. The ceiling opens like an iris and a beam of moonlight hits the symbols, which then glow white. Sheesh. You aren't kidding, but I still don't get it. Why is his name Hot Dog Dog? It's me. Well, then why do people follow him? Oh, I'll show you. Hey, Hot Dog Dog, you're a good boy. Hot Dog Dog barks in agreement. He trots over to an old wooden cabinet nearby and paws it open. Hundreds of fruit roll-ups dump out onto the floor in front of the kids. They cheer and hold up handfuls of fruit roll-ups, letting them fall through their fingers. As As many many as as we we want. (laughs) Freeze frame. Fade to black. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, Tyler. Uh, Let's talk about this. (laughs) I don't know how I came up with Hot Dog Dog, except for the the prompt, but... uh, I had started writing this other sketch with this character, Molly, and I it was like not really going anywhere. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it yet. And then when I started writing this, I just like found myself wanting to name this character Molly as well. And I was like, oh, what if I just like 
start writing in this universe all the time of these this group of kids in a neighborhood. Um, yeah. So I just started sort of picturing the larger world as I was writing. So I was like approaching it from a very story-based place. And then I kind of went back and discovered the the game of like the descriptions of hot dog dog and stuff later. <laughs> uh, the descriptions are so good. Yeah, and they truly heighten too. That's a very difficult thing to do to have that sort of thing heighten. But each one is more descriptive and you like get more out of it. And I really believe things that wouldn't have satisfied Daria before the later ones would. I would love to see maybe even more like medieval play stuff. Uh, that part of it's very fun. Um, I could see them on like horses on sticks. Or like you've got this like Mario comment, but I could also see like, yeah, so I mean, if you want my queen, we could have like a tournament in your honor. Uh, sometimes we do that. Uh, <laughs> I, you're weird, but I like it is such a good line. It's just like that character saying exactly what they're feeling. And then the only other thing is I'd love to see Daria have something at home, like away from this warehouse, away from following this dog that she wants to do or that she like expected to happen today or that she's waiting for. Like if if there's something drawing Daria sort of away from this and then at the end it's like, oh yeah, for roll ups. <laughs> uh, I love that. You think it's just, oh, two little girls following a dog. It's real sweet. And the one's really articulate and creative. <laughs> and you think it's just a dog, an ordinary dog that somebody put a cape on. And then all of a sudden where he's adjusting circles in the floor, combining <laughs> symbols. And it gets real scary. Like, oh, my God, Molly was saying possibly true stuff. It wasn't that she was just really imaginative. Maybe this is all true. And then it cuts back to the fruit roll-ups, you know. I mean, what's with that? Is he drugging them? Are they going to be his acolytes? I don't know. You can, you can, it works on a couple different oh, no. levels. I still love that he likes being called a good boy. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. No matter what he's up to. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm a really big fan of Hot Dog Dog. I want to see a show. I want the lunchbox. I want the action figure. Like, I'm ready yes. to invest. So let me know. Um, I just have a pitch that maybe Hot Dog Dog could have a theme song or like <laughs> Gregorian <laughs> chants when he goes by or something, just like, <laughs> like oh, me, Padre, something. Anyway. something. In Latin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something in Latin. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, I think this notion of um, Daria having just moved to town is like really um, a key part of like understanding their like dynamic in their relationship and Daria mm -hmm. says oh I never heard of hot dog dog and then Molly says that's because you just moved here my queen um and so I think maybe playing that up and maybe uh that could be tying into what Harrison was saying of um having a reason that like Daria needs to go back home and like stop this charade of following around this dog or I'd love to see like in the opening scene when they're doing the the queen bit, like maybe they built a castle out of all the empty moving boxes or something. Mm. And um, yeah, but I think just emphasizing, because uh, I think that line can get lost, but to emphasize like why Daria hasn't heard of this dog and all of the mysteries surrounding it. Um, yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate that you picked up on that because I did kind of leave a lot of that in subtext, but like my internal subtext was like, Daria just moved here. Molly is like 
the mom or like the big sister of the kids on that block. So like mm. took it upon herself to like welcome Daria to the neighborhood and like even though she's a little younger, like play with her. So that was like my that was like the subtext I was playing with. But I I think maybe you're right that it should be more explicit. You could even say in uh the mom's first line there to say like, oh have fun with the new girl. And remember, no more fruit roll-ups today. You can just say it <laughs> something as simple as that. Have fun with the new girl. That could yeah. also be something like when they are traveling, it could be like Molly could be almost like giving like a tour of the town too, in but in like that medieval style, like, oh, there's like, I don't know, examples of give like for like the <laughs> warehouse, like, oh, king blah blah blahs, whatever. I don't know. You could <laughs> So it's an informative trip. And that would be a really nice contrast to when they do come come into this cave with the brass circles, which mm. appear real. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like if she yeah. points to warehouses and says, Oh, that's some king's palace or whatever, but then it shifts to like, holy cow, this is this is real stuff. Yeah, this like innocent fabricated fantasy throughout the whole thing, and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's like this dog is like Happening to Agent Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's get into our last <laughs> sketch tonight. It is titled Alfredo Ninja Turtle by Harrison. Ruth will be played by Amy. Alan will be played by Tyler Chick. Liz will be played by Liz Curtis. John will be played by Ryan. Melissa will be played by Christy. And Mark will be played by Billy Lawrence. <laughs> Interior dining room day. Three couples, Liz and John, Ruth and Mark, Melissa and Alan, sit at a table eating. There's a big old ham in the middle of the table. They all have food on their plates and are eating. All I'm saying is that I think you'd be hard pressed to beat a turtle that has both a hard shell for defense and a bow staff reach for melee, like Donatello. The whole group seems to agree. You know, I hadn't thought about it like that, but you're right, Ruth. Donatello is really versatile. The group turns to Alan, genuinely interested. Who's your fave Ninja Turtle, Alan? Long pause. Alan puts ham in his mouth. He looks around and makes a thinking face. He gets near to finishing chewing and puts more ham in his mouth and continues to think. See, Liz? Ham is great. John touches Liz. Alan still chews and thinks. Sorry for the tough question. I like Leonardo personally. Alan finally swallows. Hmm. It's so tough, but I'd have to say my favorite one, if I had to pick one, is probably Alfredo. Silence falls. No, one's re no one reacts. Yeah, so probably that one, or maybe also Leonardo for me, too. So, so tough. A pause. Everyone is checking who's going to say something. Yo, thanks for having me to your dinner party, John and Liz. I'm looking forward to being in-laws. Alan raises up Melissa's hand and kisses it. Honey, did you just say Alfredo? Alfredo the Ninja Turtle. Alan puts a bunch more ham in his mouth. Mmm. I'm overcome by flavor. Mm -hmm. Liz beams. Alan gets more ham from the center of the table. 
Wait, man, stop shoving ham in your mouth. Did you just say some shit about how my wife's take on Ninja Turtles was insightful, like it needed your stamp of approval? Then take a huge pause and wildly guess that there's a Ninja Turtle named fucking Alfredo? Alan puts a finger up, chews, then swallows. Um, what? You don't know about Alfredo? Alan. <laughs> I... I guess he's only in like special episodes, but he's so great. He's like the best TMNT. Everyone is quiet again. People around the table make facial expressions that make it clear they believe Alan, except Mark. He's just like the best turtle. He's so... Um, Alan snaps his fingers looking for words. Fast. Mark gets out his phone. Liz, honey, everything is delicious. You've perfected ham and potatoes. <laughs> I, I love that it's honey baked. I think that's a great way to cook ham better than the uh, no honey. <laughs> What's everyone's favorite ham? <laughs> Everyone around the table agrees and says some words about how good it is. The green beans are dope too, girl. Thank you. They're actually so easy. It's just. Really, this McCormick Global Select Spice and that you um, take. I just Googled Alfredo Ninja Turtle, and it's just this regular guy with an accordion and a curly mustache who was in what episode? He's not even a turtle. Alan puts a whole bunch of green beans in his mouth. Mmm, <laughs> McCormick. Alan, I'm glad you like the food, but did you really make up Alfredo the Ninja Turtle? I was vulnerable with you. I told you I liked Leonardo most. Did you look me dead in the eye and lie about Alfredo? Alan finishes his green beans, then gets ham and puts it in his mouth. He chews. He takes the ham out of his mouth. Oops. Got cold in there. <laughs> Alan gets more fresh ham from the table, chews and swallows. Liz, whoa. I'm sorry. I think I just got the name wrong. I think I was just thinking of a different Ninja Turtle and said the wrong name. I think maybe I was distracted because of how good the ham was, is. Okay. What's the real one you were thinking of? What's the name? I don't know. I forget. I thought it was Alfredo. <laughs> but that might have been the ham talking. Alan laughs a lot and reaches out to John and touches him while he's laughing. What weapon does he carry? What? The Ninja Turtle you are actually thinking of, whose name you forget. What weapon does he carry? He has like, uh, you know, like. Uh, Alan throws down his fork and knife. Crap. <laughs> Why can't I think of any of the stuff about my favorite turtle? This is my favorite show. Ninja Turtles is your favorite show? Yes, but not the new one. <laughs> the Ridge. Babe, stop. John wipes his mouth and throws his napkin down with drama. What fucking color headband does he have, Alan? You lied to my wife at our dinner party. He has a, uh, his headband is blue. No, that's Leonardo, the one I like. Shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? I lied. I don't know anything about Ninja Turtles. I just wanted John and Liz to like me because I know that would mean a lot to my future bride, Melissa. You're all lying too. Jeez. Alan kisses Melissa's cheek. Everyone gets uncomfortable. We don't lie. Who else is lying? This din-din is terrible, Liz. The whole thing, gross. Liz starts to cry. 
Everyone spits their food out, disgusted. The jig is up. John gets a suitcase from under the table. I'm going to buy cigarettes. Sketchy, sketchy, sketchy. No. Blackout. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Um, so this is like very, I think you should leave, inspired. Uh, just like someone like getting embarrassed and then digging deeper and like not. I just like love people digging themselves into holes. <laughs> I had written a sketch about... It was like kind of similar at a cigar uh, lounge, which maybe I'll bring here one day. That sort of inspired me to do this in a home. And I also wanted someone eating a lot of ham. And that was sort of the inspiration for how this came up. I was talking to somebody somehow, someone like not knowing the name of the Ninja Turtles and just guessing a a wild name that sounded Italian. Uh, and it, then I sort of just like meshed them all together. Um, so yeah, that was that was really the thing. I think I like had a lot of trouble juggling the games at first. And then, you know, ultimately it was just like, you know, the more he shoves ham in his mouth, probably the better. And that's why I brought it this week because it's not hot dogs, but it is, it's a lot of shoving ham. It's processed pork and that's kind of all that matters. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just love that these grown-up people are so invested in this cartoon <laughs> and, you know, the lore and, like, getting the facts right. And um, and also, I like the Ninja Turtles. We had must have had over 50 when my kids were little. We had wow. a gazillion Ninja Turtles, so I know all about them. <laughs> so you know about Alfredo. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's in the special episode. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I love how sensitive Liz's character is of the, like, I was vulnerable with you. Yes. I wrote that line yes. down too. That's yes. so funny. I also really nice. love the line, um, it got cold in there. <laughs> Stop it. That is so funny. Oops. Thank you. That one feels like very cold. cheap to me because I just like wanted him to take ham out of his mouth at some point. <laughs> it got cold in there. Yeah, like it, it got it's cold in his, in his mouth his or yeah. on the plate. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I love it's Mark's so anger good. too. Like every time Mark swears and just gets worked up, I just want more and more. I just love it so much. Because it's, yeah. It's just wonderful. Yeah, I like the Mark reaction to it. Just like this, having this like honest reaction to somebody that's being ridiculous. Uh, so I also kind of would maybe even want a little more of Melissa reacting. So like times that she's, because she's the one who brought this person there. Um, so mm -hmm. I, it makes me curious about it. And the times that you do, like when she's like, babe, stop. Like you could, I, it's just like a relatable <laughs> thing to be like, oh gosh, when you're just like watching a train wreck. And so... Uh, yeah, thank you. Oh, I love that note more, Melissa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just truly a mortified person in this situation. And she might try to deflect and be like, well, well, Alan's really into something else, like, you know, some oh, other completely yeah. separate thing, trying to change the, su the subject. Like maybe SpongeBob. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows all idea. about Krabby yeah. Patties. Oh, he's a Mr. Krabs guy. <laughs> really. Yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah. That's so, true. Thanks, Melissa. What kind of benders would everybody be? <laughs> <laughs> is, 
Harrison, <laughs> I might like to see established a little sooner that um, there's the parents of Melissa are. Mm. Wait, who's the parents of Melissa? So the parents of Melissa aren't there. Uh, oh. John. So they, they're not. Because uh, I thought when he mentioned them, I thought, wait, are two of them the parents? Okay. Yeah, uh, John and Liz would be like future brother and sister-in-law. Okay. Um, which I was hoping just like age casting okay. would clarify. Uh, but also having that line for Alan would be funny. So yeah, that's true. There should be more clarity there. Thank you. Just like my future brother and sister-in-law. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this is their like engagement dinner. Or something. Mm -hmm. So the stakes are a little higher. Going off of like adding in more Melissa, um, I don't know how much you want Melissa to like be a part of the like Ninja Turtle craze, but she could have a line like, so that night, like you told me you love me, and you gave me that Ninja Turtle backpack. That was all a lie. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like it really could like disrupt their relationship with each other or something. That's that's like I I, yeah, just like riffing on that, it'd be so funny to have her like take a ring that's like Ninja Turtles themed off <laughs> and just like throw it at her. Bastard. <laughs> I was gonna get around to watching it. <laughs> it just got deeper and deeper. <laughs> I like, yeah, maybe like a, like a, just a bunch of excuses for how he meant to watch it and why he didn't. I was I gonna watch he... it, but then Greg crashed his boat. <laughs> <laughs> you all saw it on Facebook. It's raining, it was so fun. Lots of laughs. All right, so now we are at the portion of the episode where uh, our writers can um, plug. Um, Billy, anything you want to plug? Oh my gosh, I wish I had something to plug. That would be cool. Um, WilliamTolanLawrence.com is my website, so I guess go there. <laughs> I don't know, there's nothing to do there, but, you know. <laughs> give us some clicks. Give us yeah, some hits. give me some clicks. There you go. Uh, yeah, we'll get you yeah, so. If you do me. stuff on Twitter or any social. I you don't. I, to share, yeah. I deactivated my Instagram. I'm I'm on TikTok. How about that? I have I have like no followers on TikTok. So please follow me on TikTok. Um, it's shower underscore thoughts, but thoughts is spelled T H O T Z. Um, wow, like, so edgy! <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm Gen Z. Shh. <laughs> um, yeah, so that would be me. So follow me on TikTok. Thanks, Billy. Lisa, you got anything you want to plug? Mm, no, but. Maybe I will. Uh, the one Chrome um, sketch that I shared with you guys that you gave me some really good feedback. I rewrote it, and um, my two Crones and my two other Crones and I were going to record it on Wednesday and just put it on our Facebook page. Fun! That's awesome. So that's great. Yeah, keeping a lookout for Crone Talk, y'all. Crone Talk. Tyler, anything you want to plug? Follow me on TikTok too, but I didn't make the TikTok account. I didn't set it up yet, but when I do, follow me there. Uh, just get ready to follow. 
All right. That's all for us tonight. Thank you to all the writers, actors, and to the Jeff Powers for the intro music. And most especially, thank you, the listeners. If you'd like to support the show, check out patreon.com slash sketchy sketch pod. And we will reinvest all that fine money into getting more writers and more listeners. And if you'd like to submit a sketch, email us at sketchy sketch pod at gmail.com. You get your sketch on the show. And if you're listening to this episode when it's coming out on March 4th, 2021, this coming week is our first Riff Week, where writers don't bring whole sketches, but they bring ideas, and the writer's room riffs on the ideas. So if you've got ideas for a sketch and you're not quite sure how to flesh it out, make sure to come this Sunday with your ideas. Or if you want to support the show, but writing or acting isn't your thing, send us a little song to use as a drop, or a picture you drew inspired by the show. And we'll make it a sticker posted on our socials. Also, these fine writers put their mental energy and love into these sketches, so don't steal their great ideas. And if you like what you heard today, please tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter and Insta. Like us on Facebook. Give us five stars. Make little piles of fire that say Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show so the planes can see it. And until next week, bye, my loves from the sky. Goodbye, our loves. You're in the sky. What are you doing? Are you a cloud? Are you a plane? We'll never know. <laughs> what you doing flying up there? You're so high. Bye-bye. Enjoy the birds. Oh, watch. Boop.